live, but kind of live, from our brand new spooky studio. Hi, everyone. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week, we talk about things like urban legends. Yeah, sure. Cryptozoology. Crow, okay. (laughs) Crows. Aliens. Uh, I'll say mine again. Crows. (laughs) Crows can be pretty scary. Yeah, they're really smart. smart. They're really smart. We talk about paranormal things. Uh, We talk about, I don't know, like losing your teeth and your dreams and what that means sometimes. We did talk about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. We did talk about dreams. I forget what we talk about as soon as we're done (laughs) talking about it. We talk about anything paranormal adjacent. Every single week, Lindsay and I, separately of one another, will research a topic and then reconvene a week later in our house and right now in our brand new DIY little studio. And we'll discuss what we researched for the very first time with each and every one of you on our show. And this week we are talking to, why don't you, I always say two names. Why don't you say two names? Um, Barbara. You, good one, good one, good one. And Peanut. Peanut. Well, yeah, because we have a dog and we love dogs. And I'm sure there's someone out there with a dog named Peanut or a cat. If I know one... someone that has a cat named Peanut. Who? Danny. Oh, Danny. Has a cat named Peanut. Yeah, she sure does. Anyways. Well, okay, this is for our friend Danny and Elliot's cat, Peanut, and anyone named Barbara <laughs> this week. So congratulations, you two. This one's just for you. Lindsay, it's the brand new year this year. It is. And I think that you and I have both accomplished something, two things that are really great so far this year. Can you guess what those are? Um, We did it. We did it. We just made it. (laughs) We made it. (laughs) We made it over the hump. You know, we actually stayed up past midnight. Oh, we did. Honestly, and I'm not exaggerating, I am so surprised that that happened. Oh, yeah, because like, what, it was like 1030 last night and we're like, whooped. Yeah, you and I fell asleep right after Ghost Adventures. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we we did it, which is the one. We made it. What's the other one that you're guessing? I don't know. What is it? <laughs> what are you thinking? Well, it could be a lot of things. Yeah. That's why my game is so fun. Um, okay. Well, fun is, yeah, fun in air quotes. Well, I would say I've already talked about it twice so far this episode, but for the first time in 58 episodes, you and I are recording in our brand new little studio and not on our couch. Yeah, that's very true. So we're using the tomb, the 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 tomb. We're using the term <laughs> studio loosely. You're just in a spooky mindset. You had to say tomb. Yeah, I like to call this our tomb now. Like it now has developed a nickname. Okay, I think that's like fine. our studio is now called the tomb. The tomb. <laughs> I like that a lot. Even though our tomb is just uh, our repurposed old office or everything room. And now we got rid of a lot of stuff and we brought in a very small table from Ikea. Yes, we we did. (laughs) (laughs) And then the other thing we did is realized how funny, well, we've always kind of known, but we realized how funny Rob Hubel is. Yes. And we were very excited because we posted to him on Twitter Mm -hmm. and he wrote, he he liked it back. He didn't write back. No, but he did like it. We're not that cool yet. No way. But we have created the hashtag, the Rob Hubel household. Yeah, which we are a Rob Hubel household. We are. It's hard to say really <clears throat> fast. Rob Hubel household. <laughs> Rob Hubel household. I can't even do it. No, it's very hard. And I'm not going to try to do it for real because I won't do it right. But some exciting news today. Now, this isn't today when you're listening to this episode, but this is today when we are recording Sunday, January 6th. 
Today is our sweet puppy's birthday. Oh, yeah. Molly. Molly is, is Molly's birthday today. She is six years old, and I'm currently scratching her butt so she won't bark. Yes. For her birthday. She's very happy. Yeah, she loves her birthday. She does. I don't think she... <laughs> what if she did love her birthday? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> well, last week we talked about some New Year's tradition, which I hope you either ate, what was it, 12 grapes? Yeah, it was 12 grapes. Hopefully you didn't burn a scarecrow in your front yard and scare your neighbors. But if you did, hey, it's a tradition. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah, sure. We talk about graves as gifs. Yeah, which I think was very cool and very... And very 2021 of you yeah but my topic was about a guy that we called t mm -hmm. and he just wouldn't stop eating everything yeah he ate live birds he ate corpses he ate gutter leavens yeah everything it was really nasty he was just very hungry yeah i guess so think about being in a constant state of hangry though I would absolutely Poor hate guy. That. Yeah. Yeah. Also, be, before we get into the show, Lindsay and I have an announcement that will follow Haunted Housekeeping directly. So stay tuned for an exciting announcement. Yes. Very from us. fun. Yeah. I'm actually very excited about it. Yay. IRL. <laughs> okay. Well, I think I'm first this week. Mm hmm. Okay. Well, I'm going to not tell you spooky stories like I always do. Oh, you're just gonna read. You're you're just <laughs> gonna read fun facts about our blender in our kitchen. Yeah, I'm just gonna read things off of my Twitter feed and then. Oh, what a cool show! Yeah, <laughs> just things that I like. Oh, but okay, just okay, okay, great. Yeah, but these are things I like too. Um, so <laughs> mine, I have a couple urban legends or kind of cryptids okay. from the U.S. This that is cool. I didn't know about. And I don't so, know if you know about because you're more of the cryptid alien guy. Yes. So you might know about them, but I had no idea. You know what? I bet you I don't know about them. Okay. Well, I'm about to tell you. <laughs> I bet you $10 I don't know them. Hopefully you don't. So it makes it somewhat interesting. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, so the first one is from Bucksport, Rhode Island. Ah, uh, good old. Which I don't, I forget about Rhode Island a lot. I do too. There are a lot of states when people say those state names, I always think, what? Oh, yeah. What made up word did you just say? And then I realized, <laughs> oh, it's a state. Yeah. You know, I like, I rarely think about Indiana. I rarely think about Rhode Island. Delaware, no. Well, Indiana is right next to us. I know, and that's my bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, my fault. Anyways, this is from Rhode Island. It's um, Mercy Brown. Never heard of her. No, neither have I. It's a cool so, band name. She's kind of an urban legend around the area. Back in 1892, that was a big time that there was outbreaks of tuberculosis going around oh. and people would normally die. Well, the whole family, Mercy Brown's whole family started dying of tuberculosis. And apparently they said that she had the disease too. And as that disease would basically kind of like dwindle away and your body would kind of decompose. Oh. And she was the only one that her body seemed to be totally fine. And it almost kind of seemed as if she was getting younger. I was going to make a joke and say that she would get stronger and stronger and stronger, but this, kind of. that's so really weird. They thought that she was a vampire because that was also the time that vampires were really like, that's what it is. Like yeah. if anybody was doing anything good, it was like, <laughs> you're probably a vampire or yeah. a demon. Like yeah. that's the that's the thing. So it, um, wouldn't that be a funny thing now whenever like you you see someone online do a backflip for the first time and you're and it's not like, oh, wow. Oh, they could just do a backflip. It's like <laughs> vampire. 
Yeah, exactly. It was like you couldn't do anything good. Well, you're obviously a witch if you can do a backflip. Exactly. Well, it's the same as the witch stuff. Like, yeah. If you did anything kind of remotely like hippy dip, it was like, oh, you're, you're a witch <laughs> for sure. Hippy dip. Like Have I you... saw you call a duck over and it came to you. Like you're a witch. Yeah, you got to be a witch. So you would, if, if you saw that from afar, if you saw someone like holding bread and a duck came up to him, be like, that's, that's obviously you know. a witch. You'd run at full speed, kick the duck away because the duck was obviously cursed. So you'd kick the duck, uh, I don't know, soccer style, and then kick the person <sighs> Poor as well. Poor duck. Well, the duck was cursed. You got, I was mean, the duck a witch too? It becomes a witch. Duck witches. Yeah, duck witch. Duck witch. Which is a good, which is my favorite sandwich to have. A duck witch? A duck witch. A duck but witch. Yeah, they suspected that she was a vampire. Um, when she did die, I mean, they buried her and she went to her grave as a vampire. Like, people stayed away from her. They were scared of her. They thought... So, like, not only did her family decompose, like, everybody was scared of her because she was not decomposing. So, most likely, she didn't have tuberculosis. Yeah, probably not. And, like, the rest of the life... The rest of her life, she basically just was an outcast. Now... Her getting younger and appearing younger, maybe feeling younger? Probably because everybody else around her was decomposing. Oh, so by comparison, you look younger. Yeah. Oh, see, I was going to make a dark crystal joke how they oh. took the life essence from the pod people. Maybe she did. I don't know. Maybe she could have been a vampire. I'm not going to poo-poo this idea. You're not going to what it? Poo-poo it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm not going to do? Ca-crap it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But yeah, she is the vampire of Rhode Island. What is it? Mercy Brown? Mercy Brown. That's a really cool name. Mercy Brown. I'm surprised there's not like a heavy metal band that's called Mercy Brown. Oh, yeah. Or see, to me, when I hear the name Mercy Brown, and if I were to attribute it to being a, a band or something, I would think something like Collective Soul or one of those like mid 90s oh, alternative bands. Yeah, hey, I could see that. That's Collective Soul. <laughs> Mercy Brown. I thought you were just going to put Mercy Brown in those lyrics. Oh, Mercy Brown, about a Mercy Brown. Was that good? <laughs> yeah, that was great. I don't think it was. I could see that. What was your album called? Uh, like Mercy Brown, what oh, album the, is it? Oh, the album I have? Yeah. Is it the Vampire Tears? Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, Duckwit. No, Duckwit is too silly. Um, Keep Getting Younger. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> okay, new album. Yeah, Mercy Let's Brown. Let's flash back to the 90s. Let's start it up. Now, is it is keep getting younger is that just a statement or is that a command for people oh keep getting younger it could be both which is honestly like a pretty good a pretty good motto yeah okay so my next one is from terrell texas it's the candy lady oh i don't like this one i've heard of the candy man (laughs) i've never heard of the candy lady and already the title then the candy man the candy lady you know you know it's like strict mom well see i i immediately thought of like candy lady like you're outside at recess maybe middle school or something and there's a lady who just come who walks out of the woods with a handful of loose candy anyone want a candy and hands out candies to little kids. <laughs> well, kind of. She was uh, the candy lady was named after Clara Crane. She supposedly killed her husband by poisoning him with candy. Oh. And then later entered a mental institution. Cuz she was poisoned like poison candy? Yeah, she was using poison candy to kill well her husband at least. Yeah. We don't know if she killed anyone else. But now this legend kind of hangs out around Terrell, Texas, because if you leave candy on the windowsill, it is meant to lure her out so then she can grab you and pull out your teeth one by one, kidnap you, 
and stab you in the eyes. Why? Why would you want to invite this? Beha- invite this? Well, I mean, why do people want to do the Bloody Mary? Why do people want to do Candyman? Why do people want to do any of that? I guess so, but this one seems like next level nasty. Well, it's like you are you going to dance with the devil? Are you going to are you going to sashay with the candy lady? <laughs> like what are you going to do? Or are you going to shante you stay away from the windows <laughs> and not put candy out there? Maybe this is a prank to pull on people. If there's say there's a bully at school and you want to scare him scare him something fierce, you walk to their house and put a bunch of little caramels on their windowsill and be like that'll show them. I wonder if the worse the candy you put on the windowsill, the harder she stabs out your eyes. Oh, so like really. Okay, so for me, it would be like real black licorice I would put out oh, there. Oh, yeah. Because she like hates it. She's like, I hate anise. One of my one of my professors in undergrad had real, like real chalky black licorice. And he was eating some while we were taking a test. And I remember like... I he's a really great guy, but I remember him eating this black licorice. I'm like, why are you eating candy in front of us? And then I walked up there and I turned in my exam and I asked him if I could have a piece. So I kind of went, can I have it? Like you did. Yeah. And I tried it and it was the most revolting thing I've well, ever had. Well, why would you want it? Because he was snacking the whole time and it was like, it was hard to think about anything else other than snacking on that, <laughs> on, the, on the black licorice. I wouldn't want it that. What, what nasty candy would you put out? Um, I hate dots. Oh, what? They're just like little hard little sugar pieces. I don't like them. Yeah, it just seems like a throwaway candy. There are so many candies where... Are those like bottle, the wax bottles where you slurp out the juice? I've never liked those. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Wasn't that that their catchphrase? Their their catchphrase? Wax bottles. Slurp out the juice. (laughs) It might have been. Which sounds like a Polly Shore sort of a thing. Just wheezing the juice. Slurp out the wheeze the juice. Anyway, so... Escalante, Utah. Ah, uh, my favorite place in Utah. Um, there is actually cursed wood there. Cursed wood? Yeah. So anyone that takes petrified wood from the state parks befalls bad luck, job loss, sickness, and unforeseen accidents. Whoa. So that's just an urban legend that is kind of around that area in Utah. But the park managers actually say that every year they claim to get dozens of packages of people sending back their chunks of wood that they took. Whoa. So people take it, either not knowing they're urban legend or they do and they're like, it's like the whole Candyman thing, like Bloody Mary, like I'm going to take it and see what happens. Yeah. And then obviously something happens and they send it back. That's crazy. That I don't one... know if sending it back like re like reverses it. Like I don't know. Maybe. I, don't know. I mean, if it's if it's sort of I don't know if the right word is imbued. I think it's imbued. If the pieces of petrified wood are oh, I'll just say this, because imbued sounds too smart. Chalk full of spirits. Yeah. And then you take it out and you send it back. I mean, if if the pieces of petrified wood are attached or have attachments and you send it back, to me that would I think that would cure it or stop the stuff from happening, maybe. You would think. I mean, I don't know. I mean, or maybe they're just like, Well, this happened and in order to like move on, I'm just gonna get rid of it and then like start over. Yeah. Don't flush it. Yeah, because then when it's like Ends up in the sewer system. Yeah. Haunted pipes. Haunted rats. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) The rat comes home to his rat family. He lost his job. There's like a whole... He had a bad accident. His tail's gone now. I haven't been able to find pizza anywhere. He can't get pizza. He can't be on rat boat because he doesn't have a disease. 
Oh, he gets kicked off. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. He's like, like Rat Boat isn't even the slum of ratting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I, the... I, I, I really like this one, by the way. I think what? that's really cool. That, the wood pieces? That Utah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I never heard of it before. I thought uh-uh. it was kind of cool. So the last one I have is the Devil's Chair. I feel like I vaguely heard of this. It's in... It's in Florida. I don't know the town. It's oh, like see, I was going to say like Casadaga, one... Casadaga, Florida. Casadaga. I never heard of that part of Florida. Me either. Um, sorry, Florida. <laughs> hey, that's okay. There are there are a lot of areas, even in Ohio, I've never even heard oh, of. Oh, I know. Okay, so this is a chair that's at a spiritualist camp. But according to the lore, if you sit in this chair, it's not like, it's called the devil's chair now, but it wasn't originally called it. It was just a really fancy, really gothic looking chair. Oh, see, I immediately thought it was going to be like one of those things that was like carved out of like rock or something, like one of like a natural thing. No, it's not natural. It really was just a chair. It was just a really cool looking chair that was in this camp, the spiritualist camp. And they started using it, but every time that they would use it, if you sit in the chair, they claim that the de- like the devil himself will whisper something horrible in your ear. Whoa! And you can only hear it when you're sitting there. You it smell. Really- <laughs> yeah, like what would be a really? I mean, you can think of a lot of really horrible things, but like your new glasses don't look very good. <laughs> <laughs> they look very bad. They don't match your face shape. (laughs) That's what I'd be nervous about that. What if he just said he didn't like your face? Not a fan of what you got going on above your neck. (laughs) Or your body. Or below your neck. Oh, he's just a body shamer. Oh, now that would be really mean and terrible. Yeah. I don't like that guy. Like, I don't think I'd mess with it. I don't know if he, like, tells you things about the future, if he just says something really horrible, like, you're going to die. Oh, I mean, that's that, that to me, would probably be, like, the first thing I would think is that he'd go, well, T minus one day. And then you go, oh, great. Yeah, but the people that said that they have sat in the chair and heard this, it said that it has changed their life forever. So obviously, whatever he says really gets you. Okay, what would be what would be something that that you would really not like him to like? That oh, there's so many things. Okay, well, what about it's hard to pinpoint one. What about one that would be like inconsequential? Like, eh, all right, whatever. What if it changed you for the better? Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? What if it was like stop being lazy? Go for it. <laughs> Reach for the stars. Just do it. Nike, I mean me. He, but he yeah, he yeah. would he would steal catchphrases from <laughs> popular from like popular companies and then say that he made them up. Catch them all, Pokemon. <laughs> Catch them all, Pokemon. Uh, me, Beezlebub. <laughs> I'd be fine with that. But a funny story was that a security guard it's always the security guards messing with this stuff. Probably probably just got up from like his nap he took on the clock. He said that he left a beer on the chair. Oh, great. Kind of to be funny. Yeah. You know, he left a beer overnight on the chair. The next morning, the can was still there. So he went to pick up the can. It was empty and the can was unopened. Okay. Now that's, that's a little, what he claims. That's a little bit of that Florida witchcraft going on. So the devil liked his beer, I guess. I don't know what kind of beer it was. Like, was it a good beer? Was it not a good beer? I don't know. Let's just say it was like something middle of the road. I guess like telling bad secrets all day, you're like, man, I'm thirsty. Yeah, no kidding. 
you'd get parched. <laughs> I mean, even doing even doing like a little bit over uh, an hour of recording together, you and I, I get thirsty. But he said the can looked like it was untouched. Like it was exactly where he placed it, unopened, liquid gone. Liquid gone. <laughs> <laughs> liquid gone. <laughs> Is that what he, he held it up and just yelled, liquid gone? Yeah. Don't believe it. Liquid gone. I don't know. It would be, I don't know, the devil's chair. It's like one of those things too. Like, is it an urban legend? Does it really happen? I don't know. People claim that it does. People think it's bogus. Okay, so how would you think, what's what's a rational explanation for liquid gone can untouched? That's not the devil. I don't know. I mean, it's Florida. Maybe it was hot. Maybe it like, but it wouldn't evaporate. No. If it was an unopened can. Could have been possum activity. Or maybe it was just a security guard that was lying. You know, that seems like the most logical one. Yeah. Like, remember that trick you used to do? You would kind of open your pop can and it wouldn't like pop the top all the way, but it would look unopened and then you would get the liquid out somehow. <laughs> People used to do it. I'm I don't, not, I don't maybe know. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. No, they, well, I, I remember people used to drink their pops like that. They would like barely open it and then they would have to like slurp out their pop really hard for some reason because they thought it yeah, was cool. Yeah, maybe like that was the case. And then he put it there and was like, look, an unopened can and it's gone. Yo, yeah, maybe so. But maybe that was his way of being able to drink a beer at work. And not get caught. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. He was like, the devil drank it. The devil drank it. I don't know what you want me to do. Do you think he blames a lot of stuff on the devil? Oh, for sure. If you're a security guard and you work in proximity to the devil's chair, you're blaming everything on that chair. You're Especially like, if everyone believes it. Well, I didn't show up to work yesterday because the devil told me not to. I was on my way to work and I saw the chair in the middle of the road and it grew an arm and it kind of just like waved me back to my house. So I turned around. I was like, well, can't argue with the devil's chair. Am I exactly. right? Exactly. Especially if everyone's on board with that. If they believe it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You could do anything. You you could get away with anything. Okay. Well, I have a couple trivia questions for you. Oh, this is excellent. Just to make it a little fun. One of them is not spooky at all. I just thought it was really funny. So I threw it in there. Okay. Now, if I don't laugh super hard, <laughs> then I'm going to be disappointed. But it's people say it's an urban legend, but I tried to look it up and I think it really happened. Oh, but anyways, okay. I'll get to it in a minute. Okay, so in Salt Lake City, there is a gravestone of Lily E. Gray, and she had died, and on her tombstone, it actually says that she was a victim of the Beast 666. Is that true or false? Whoa, whoa. I think that is true, actually. It is true. She oh. died of a disease, and they thought that she was possessed by the devil himself. So on her tombstone, it says that she was a victim of the Beast 666. So yeah, you can go visit it in Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City looks really pretty. I know. It does look really pretty. Yeah. Speaking of the devil. What? <laughs> <laughs> what if the devil was a beautiful, beautiful man? Yeah. like I mean, they say you sell your soul to the devil. Like, you'll get what you want. So the devil probably can do whatever he wants. Oh, yeah. Well, see, I would think that the devil would look however you would want the devil to look for that person, you know? Right. Like whatever your cup of tea is, like that's in, what he looks like. Like in the movie Michael with John Travolta, where he was an angel, he smelt like your favorite smell. Yeah. Yeah. What a cool movie. <laughs> I can't believe you remember that. Anyways, question number two. <laughs> yep. What country did the story of the slit-mouthed lady originate from? 
The Slipknot Lady? Slip mouth. <laughs> what country? Slit mouthed lady. What country did it originate from? What country? From? Oh, jeez. You've never heard that urban legend? No. Slit mouth woman? Never. Oh, country? Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to go with one that I know, The my favorite one, uh, Switzerland. No, uh. it was Japan. Oh, I was very close. Japan always has the gruesome <clears throat> urban legend. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I want to go to Japan. Yeah, the slit-mouthed woman is a creepy. She's kind of like, she's very jokerish. She's got, you know, the slits on the side of her mouth. Oh, like they like continued her mouth on and her cheek. And if she catches you, she'll do the same to you. I would hate that. Yeah. Number three, this is the one that is not, It. this is the one that they say is an urban legend. Okay. During the 1963 speech in Germany, President JFK supposedly bumbled his German and called himself what? Oh. A, fat, B, a master, C, a jelly donut, or D, a toilet. Okay, so I know the answer to this one, but I... I, I'm just going to... You already know this question? Uh-huh. Yeah. Because, well, because I took, I took German for a long time. Oh, I'm not, yeah. But which is funny because I'm very bad at German. <laughs> so was this true or was this an urban this legend? This actually happened. Okay, yeah. Okay. I thought so. But I'm just going to guess because I want to. He said he was a toilet. No. Oh, bummer. <laughs> <laughs> a jelly donut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was... I think it was... He was supposed to say, uh, what? Ich bin Berliner. Or, but I think he said, ich bin ein Berliner, which... A Berliner, I believe, is a German jelly donut. That's a, funny. A German pastry. Yeah, he said. I just thought that was funny. I'm a jelly donut. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. I okay. love that so much. Your final question. Okay. You're not doing great. What? You did get one. Oh, you're just giving me a recap. Oh, you do. You got two right. You're doing okay. Yeah. Hey, you're yeah. You're 50-50 right now. If you hey. get this one right, you win. If you get this one wrong, you lose. Hey, take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so where would you find the char man? Dur. A cryptid. A California, B Washington, C New York, or D Texas? I'm going to go with Texas because I associate the Charman with real good barbecue. The Charmander. That's ex- Oh, yeah. That's what I said before. You said, <laughs> where would you find the Charman? And I very quietly said, Durr. And oh. then I was like, that's nah, not that funny. But I think it's just because you didn't hear me. And then it, maybe it's a little I'm funny. Sorry. It's okay. Okay. You're going to go with Texas? I'm going with Tejas, baby. Well, you are wrong. It is California. Okay. You don't have to rub it in. He died in a forest fire. And if you stop along the highway, he will try to tear all of your skin off. Oh, boy. Huh? Yeah. So a little bit about the char man. You know, he basically he died and he's going to take your skin. I don't like that guy. Yeah. I wonder since he's in California and the bandage man is in Oregon. I wonder if they like get together and like the bandage man is like, I chase cars on the highway, too. Yeah. And so do you. So like, let's be pen pals. Oh, so they write each other. Yeah. Or they like send each other fun packages like that are really horrible. Yeah. Like char man will send like a bunch of loose skin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to bandage man and bandage man will like send him a bunch of bloody bandages or hot dogs or whatever wasn't it the, isn't it bandage man that the one they said like he likes hot dogs yeah he would chase people eating hot dogs on the side of the road or something <laughs> well he would chase people but he was often seen enjoying hot dogs man you know because he just likes to live life now that's my kind of urban legend <laughs> it's a hot dog eating mummy <laughs> well if you're gonna be a hot dog eating mummy yeah living in oregon like you're just living your best life yeah, I agree. That's the one yeah. thing, though, 
that I don't think that this is probably coming from a place of ignorance because, you know, we, we haven't been there in a while, but I don't think either of us have gotten a hot dog when we've been in, in and around Oregon. No. Get on that hot dog game. We'll have to get a hot dog next time we go out. Yeah, if we can find a good hot dog place. Well, if we ask the bandage man, I know, I bet he knows where all the good hot dog places are. What if that's the way to get the bandage man to stop chasing you? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hot dogs. Where, where do we find <laughs> where the best do- one? Maybe that's why he's chasing people, because he's like, you just passed the best hot dog place. Stop. Yeah. It's like the hot dog place's billboard is the bandage man. Yeah, it's a terrifying bandage <laughs> murderer. <laughs> that wouldn't, I mean, that's a good, that's a good promotional technique, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, but you kind of chase people away. I think they're doing it a little backwards, but yeah, that's all I have for this week. That was my little cryptid urban, uh, like urban legends that I've never heard of. I like those little collection of stories, Lens. Yeah, thanks. Hey, thank you. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we do a little haunted housekeeping? Yes. Please, let's do it. Okay. And then we'll come back. We have an announcement. And then I'll I'll dabble into my dabblings. Sounds good. Okay. Well, we will see each and every one of you in three, two, one. Our haunted show is brought to each and every one of you by our spooky medium-sized buds over at VidiSpace. VidiSpace is your all-in-one non-stop shop for everything spooky and streaming, which is very convenient and very nice. VidiSpace was founded by our friends Elizabeth Saint and Nick Groff, uh, notable ghost punchers and ghost kickers uh, <laughs> from the United States. Punching and kicking ghosts since Punch- the day they were born. They were, yeah. As, as soon as they were born, they were doing roundhouse kicks and cartwheels and uppercuts, but directed at spirits. Uh, VidiSpace is an online platform a website and now an app for iOS and Android users which has a bunch of streamable spooky content. Movies. You can find anything scary on there. There's videos, there's movies, there's investigations, there's us, podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of stuff on there. If you want to watch a documentary about aliens in Nebraska, go right ahead. If you want to watch a new investigation with either Nick or Elizabeth, go right ahead too. Or if you want to listen to some pods, that's fine. You can listen to us on there as well. So you can go to vidi.space, that's V-I-D-I dot space, and start browsing and get a 15-day free trial of all the things you could want, spooky related. Or you can download the Vidi space app on your iPhone which stands for intelligent phone or your Android and do the exact same thing but you can str- you can stream on the go so stream all your haunted spooky stuff and be cool yeah and hey. spooky and what's nice too speaking about being cool is that each download of the video space app you get a free skateboard and you can kickflip as much as you want and that's absolutely not true but okay <laughs> And as always, our show is a proud member, or we are proud members, of the Scavengers Network podcasting family of special buddies and special friends. It's a great group of people with a great bunch of podcasts. You can find pretty much anything from spooky to funny to (laughs) everything. That's the only thing I know is spooky and funny. Yeah. There are shows on the network such as Journey Under 30, The Bad Pen Pal, the tabletop role-playing game Myth 
Takes, which comes out with a new season soon, I believe in a week or so. Historical hotties, all sorts of fun stuff. It's a wonderful network started by our good pod boss baby, Colin Parker. And you can find the Scavengers Network online by going to scavengersnetwork.com or you can check out the Scavengers Network on any and all forms of social media. The like, the big three, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yes. Check them out. Go check them out and start listening to some fun pods that we think are fun pods. Fun pods. Welcome back, everybody. Hopefully, during the haunted housekeeping segment or a little break, you vacuumed and also subscribed to VidiSpace and got 15 days for free or checked out the Scavengers Network on your laptop. Where you smudged your bank account and thought, <laughs> you know, hey, I can treat yourself today. I can treat yourself today. What if you could smudge your bank account and then it would got you got more money? Man, I'd be smudging it nonstop. I take a <laughs> I would take I don't know if I would say that a lot. I would be smudging it all the time. <laughs> I would take a week off of of work or just life in general. I'd go I'd go set up a sleeping bag in our garage and I'd smudge my bank account. Okay. Okay. Well, fine. I mean, Great. I'm not trying to brag, but I would. So we do have a fun announcement to make. Yes, we do. We're very excited about it. We are making homemade, smudgeable, haunted housekeeping, one of a kind, spooky spouses candles. We are. Lindsay and I are making a run of 24. Once they're gone, they're gone. Lucky, spooky-tacular people. <laughs> yeah, 24 people will be able to buy a candle that we are making in our kitchen today, and they will be available for sale. And what we're doing with all of the money that we're going to make from these candles is all the money that we make is going to go into an account where Lindsay and I can use specifically for spooky spouses travel, uh, gas money for driving to investigate a location, maybe staying overnight in a hotel somewhere. It doesn't matter. Anything that will allow us to go travel and investigate some more haunted places. So we can bring more spooky content to you. Maybe it'll be more videos or more things going on and maybe more giveaways. Correct. Now, speaking of giveaways, in one of these candles, there is going to be a little gem, a special crystal in the of bottom. Quartz. Yes, it's Which quartz. Which is a really cool looking crystal, by the way. Yeah, believe me, you won't think that, is this the one with the crystal in it? Because there won't be one, but you'll know if this is the one with the And we're going to put it. it in one of the candles. We're not going to know who it's going to, but if you burn your candle and find that piece of quartz, you will win a special prize from us. Yes, correct. Now we have some ideas in mind for the prize, but all the ideas that we have, I believe are... It's going to be a really, really cool prize. So kind of like who gets the golden ticket we won't know and let us know when you get it if you do purchase one of our candles yes now before we move on or before we we go into details about how to buy one of the candles i would like to thank or we would both like to thank seamus and shelby from the magical druid in columbus yes. ohio for having the special quartz that we're going to be putting in the candle and for being super nice and talking to us about pagan stuff haunted buildings the occult and whatever and they also have a small podcast about mystical magical things called the pagan gumbo 
podcast, which you can find, I think, anywhere you get your podcasts. So thank you very much, Seamus and Shelby, for being so nice. Yeah, so we'll give you more information on where to purchase the candle. The scent is bergamot and vanilla, so it smells really good. It's like a really good cookie. I don't know. Yeah, it's like a citrusy cookie. It's very nice. Lindsay had experimented with making some of these candles for Christmas gifts, and they smelled really nice. So we decided to make a bunch for each and every one of you or for 24 of you. So if you want to find out more information, um, you can email us at SpookySpousesCast at gmail.com. You will, I, we will be posting pictures and kind of the process of us doing it so you can kind of see what they look like. Um, they're eight ounces. Like mm-hmm. I said, they're bergamot and vanilla. And you can also see that on social media at Spooky underscore Spouses, either on Twitter or Instagram. That's right. So again, we only have have 24 of these candles and because we're making them in our kitchen every single one by hand they are $13 but that includes shipping to anywhere in the U.S. Yeah, they're so, a good size candle. Like yes. I said, we'll post a bunch of pictures so you can check them out. Yep, contact us if you want one through email and we will be in touch with you ASAP. That means as spooky as possible. And yeah, we hope that you want a candle and then we can go to more haunted places and bring better shows. We're better, just, I don't know, newer shows to you guys. Yeah. Cool. Well, now getting into my topic, Lindsay, I have some uh, breaking booze for us. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, are you ready? Are you sure? I think so. Okay. Uh, well, because it's a little bit this week, there's been a lot of breaking booze happening about our good friend, Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. Which is funny because we just got a shirt in the mail uh, from our <laughs> friend. It said literally it was from Bigfoot. So, yeah, and we still don't know who it's from. No. So whoever sent us, well, if it was Bigfoot, thanks, Bigfoot. But whoever <laughs> whoever sent us that shirt, thank you so, so, so much. Do you think Bigfoot has been spending years trying to find us? I think Bigfoot has been spending years trying to find money to order a shirt and then finding us. And then send it to us. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> okay. I would assume if you lived out in the woods, it would be hard to find $20. Maybe. I don't know. Well, unless you knock over a camper and take their wallet. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. Well, hey, whatever. That's <laughs> fine with me. Okay, so there have been a lot of sightings within the last two weeks. Or no, sorry, within the last week of Bigfoot. There have been Bigfoot sightings in, or at least reports of Bigfoot sightings. In Washington, no duh. Right. In Oregon, also no duh. But then there was also a new sighting of the Yahweh, or the Yowie, the Australian Bigfoot. Mm. A, a, A recent sighting. Now, the most recent report that was posted when I looked this up yesterday, it was six hours old. So wow. this this was reported on Saturday, January 5th, sometime in the morning. Do you think like they're all kind of coming out because of global warming? You know what? They're like, it hasn't been super cold and like we thrive in the cold. I didn't even think about that. Now they're like getting chased out of their habitat. I mean, maybe. Just something for you to think about. Okay. <laughs> was, you the the listeners can't see it, but sometimes when Lindsay says stuff, she does sassy head where it's almost like her head is a cobra and like you're doing cobra taming. She puts on sassy head a lot. Well, and that's that, how you know I'm serious. Yeah. Serious, anyway. serious sassy head. <laughs> um, but I would like to talk quickly about the most recent sighting that happened in Washington. So this actually happened on November 11th of 2013, but it took the person, what, six it's years to report it. Which I don't understand why that oh is. Oh my God, because it's, I'm not even going to say it. You're going to say because it's not real. Yeah. 
Yeah, well. So I'm like, why well, have nothing to do? I lost my job because I picked up a piece of cedar wood in Utah, and now I have to make news somehow. Yeah. Well, I will I will say that it definitely doesn't help legitimize Bigfoot when people sit on their sightings for years and then right. they go to talk about him. Here's the thing. If you are making this stuff up, then just say it happened yesterday. Just say it happened like right away and you're like, I, I couldn't wait to tell you guys well, about it. Well, maybe they think it would be like more legit if they were like, I was scared to tell anyone for years and I've been bottling this up. Like you kind of amp up the secret a little bit. I guess so. But I mean, you know, to me, it seems funny that people would be scared to report a Bigfoot sighting and they would hold on to that information for roughly six years. But they have no problem at all posting on Facebook that they're stuck in traffic. Or, hey, everyone had a real cool apple today, Facebook. I mean, that's just such, like, uh, benign information. Right. Just give us something. Like, people love posting juicy goss on social media. Well, now it's more acceptable. Maybe six years ago he didn't feel like he could say it. Maybe. I don't know. Anyways. I, I mean, I don't know about this one. Maybe. So, this guy was squatching from his car parked on the side of the road. And oh. I guess this, I, I just wrote squatching from his Civic. I don't know if it was a Honda Civic or not, but he was squatching from his car. Uh, he had tinted windows. I think he had gotten the windows tinted specifically for Bigfoot hunting so he could like kick it in his car. Maybe he was vaping or something. I don't know. He's like uh, doing cool stuff in there and you didn't want anybody to know. Yeah. In his passenger seat, he had like a little tech deck half pipe and he was doing his thing. But yeah. he had, he had his driver's side window cracked and was using a Bigfoot call from inside of his car. But he was hoping that since his car was parked and his windows were tinted, he could just squatch from his driver's seat. Oh, yeah, because like Bigfoot would just not would not be able to see the car anymore just because the windows are tinted. I guess so. Sure. He's like, yeah, like Bigfoot. I could just see Bigfoot being like that guy thinks that we don't know where he is. I know that that is a 2009 Honda Civic. I know that for sure. <laughs> it's not even a good tint job. Like, no. What's going on? It's like peeling off the windows. I can see it. He probably like, did it himself. Because it's like, okay, there's a Bigfoot call coming out of this vehicle. Yeah. Like no Bigfoot's going to be like, oh, there's a Bigfoot in that Honda Civic. Or yeah, it's like a Bigfoot going to be like, what a weird looking animal. It's shiny and reflective and, it's, uh, and it has a cool monster energy energy drink sticker on the on the back of it <laughs> yeah who knows i don't know but according to this civic squatcher yeah he was squatching from his car and he said that he saw what he thought was a bigfoot about 60 feet away in the woods slowly walk and then just kind of stand and peer like and look towards the noise he said it was pretty tall it was dark but when it walked it kept its arms at its side and didn't move its arms which yeah. really i don't think which i think a lot of people say that don't they See, or I no, there's say, always the it's straight movement. Yeah. Yeah, like really rigid, like like an ape kind of like if your right leg moves, your right arm moves or something. I don't yeah. know. I, I mean, I don't know a lot about Bigfoot other than I hope they're real, but I don't think they are. But according to this guy, he saw it from about 60 feet away and wandered off. Now, one piece of evidence that I really enjoyed, yeah. speaking of immediacy of reporting your sighting, there was underneath was a video on YouTube. No, duh. <laughs> because like, where else do you put a video on the internet? On YouTube. In Washington in 1996, there was a 911 call because this guy was seeing what he thought was just a tall person wandering around his backyard. 
Yeah. And they have the audio from the 911 call. This guy called and reported this thing walking around his backyard. It was probably like, I don't know, maybe a guy in his like 50s or so, it sounded like. It was difficult to tell. But he called 911, said there was this tall person walking around their backyard because his like motion spotlight in his backyard kept going on and off. And the dispatcher... This lady asked him, well, has there been weird stuff happening in your neighborhood? Is is this typical of your neighborhood, I guess? And he said, well, my dog was killed uh, about a week or so ago outside. So something, some animal or something had killed this but guy's dog. it could be dog. a bear. It could be a bear. Sure. Yeah, that's, I mean, absolutely. Where was it at? It was right outside of Seattle. The, so it's probably a bear. The Kitsap or the Kitsap, Kitsap Peninsula. Okay. Yeah. And what, I mean, it absolutely very well could have been a bear. So he was walking back there or this, this thing was, and then this guy obviously had another dog and it started barking. You could hear it over the phone. And he was like, get away from there. Get away from there. Yelling at his dog. And then the, the spotlight came on and he said that this thing was looking in his house like it wasn't right up on his window but it was a few feet away i guess like staring in this guy's house and this guy with the spotlight looking at it i'm not sure if he was just scared if his adrenaline was going and he didn't realize that it was a bear if it was a bear who knows uh but he said it was about six foot nine and it was all black but it was standing in his yard looking in his house because if a bear stands up it's gonna be pretty tall like a black bear yeah it would be it would be pretty tall Yes. Yeah. But he he Anyways. told he he told the dispatcher to send someone out immediately. The police did show up at this guy's property and looked around and didn't see anything. See, that's the thing that was like you would find tracks or something, whether it was a Bigfoot, a bear, your neighbor Dale. Yeah. I mean, classic you would, Dale. You would find tracks. Yeah, and that's like the thing. Like, or... I would think you would. I mean, unless it was just a ton of grass and like it wasn't, Maybe. it wasn't wet at the time. But it then, it's then in again, Seattle. It was, I, I was gonna say, yeah, it's in Seattle. It's rainy. But I know that there's only one week out of the year where it never rains in Seattle. <laughs> so the bears or Bigfoot know that one week, and they're like, "This is my time to shine." Yeah, this is my time to eat a retriever. Yeah, <laughs> but which is actually very sad. But I think if this is a Bigfoot thing or not, I mean, still scary. Still scary for sure, and. The the fact that this guy did it right and called 911 immediately or right. at least reported it immediately right was smart to do and didn't wait six years yeah but those are my that's a little bit of my breaking booze nice for today a, lo- a little bit of bigfoot related uh or a lot of bit you know some would say 100 percent bigfoot related Big, big foot related. Big, big, big foot related. Yes, for sure. <laughs> so, hey, if you're living around Washington or Oregon and you've ever seen a Bigfoot, let us know. Reach out to us at spooky underscore spouses on Twitter or Instagram if you have some photos or whatever. Or send us an email at spookyspousescast at gmail.com. And also let us know that you want a candle <laughs> if you want. Get a uh, candle. Tell us your Bigfoot story. So I have a quick uh, story for this week. And it's... It's about something that I don't know if we've really ever discussed very much. Okay. Uh, exorcisms. I think we've dabbled a little in exorcisms yeah. when we were talking about demons like in our earlier episodes, but I don't think we've really, really dove into exorcisms. I don't think we have either. I mean, we've talked about Pazuzu from The Exorcist a lot. Yeah, we've talked about Pazuzu and... Uh... I couldn't think of and Pazu what Pazuzau. is it? Pazuzau. What were those it's things? Sassier, sassier cousin. <laughs> Pazuzau. And it always gives you a little a little snap. It has like and a <laughs> has a little snap and a little whip. <laughs> it's got a little sass. 
Pazuzow. I like that. That's funny. See, I was going to make a Vuvuzela joke. Those like loud plastic horns they play at, they they use at the World Cup, but yeah. those are just obnoxious. Pazuzow is like the RuPaul of demons. I like that a lot. Nice. I would I would much rather be possessed by Pazuzow if it made me a little bit more fierce and more yeah. and more confident. Yeah. Because that's one thing that I really admire about RuPaul in general is the amount of confidence. Oh, I love RuPaul. Oh, I love it. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> I found this website and I, I, I've never heard anything about it, but it's the Catholic News Agency website or the CNA. Mm. And they have um, a bunch of subcategories of stories on there specifically dealing with demons. Okay. And they had one report that happened in December of 2017 in Rome, which to me already going to Italy where the the Vatican is and all this stuff just legitimizes uh, exorcisms in general for me anyways. Oh yeah. So this is just a quick story. It's not particularly scary, but I think I I don't or know. strange. It's a little bit strange. Yeah. I mean, if you think about exorcisms in general and just how people's mood or their demeanor or their body language, I guess, just completely switches really quick. Yeah. That's where this gets creepy, I think. Right. So there is an, uh, a bishop, Ario Castellucci, which is so, a very cool name. I was going to say he's a very American. He's, yeah, an extremely, <laughs> extremely English name, Castellucci. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's funny. Anyways, <laughs> um, he was quoted as saying he was being interviewed by certain people at the CNA and was saying like, so what would you tell people when they think that the devil or demonic possessions just are not real? And he just simply said, they're mistaken, which I think is excellent. He's like, just no. Ario has seen, uh, working in the Catholic Church and being a higher up, has seen people who have been possessed before, but he had never been a part of an actual exorcism until his very first exorcism, which made him believe even more. He was called on by two priests who regularly perform exorcisms, and I think they were trying to get him in on it. So, I don't know, maybe they were like passing the proverbial torch. I'm not really sure. Right. But they needed help with one of these cases because the exorcism they were working on at the time was, quote, a difficult case, end quote. So they brought up like reinforcements. I guess so. Now to say that at one certain exorcism is difficult makes yeah. makes me worry because I would I, I would assume being an exorcism ignoramus that a difficult one would be really difficult. <laughs> would be yeah. particularly spooky. Do you think they like call each other and like bring in more priests like in a pretty calm way? Like, hey, R Ricardo. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got a real difficult one on our hands today. Like, I'm going to need you to come in. Like, do you think they're always on call? I would imagine because I mean, this... priests are kind of like always on call. Yeah. I mean, they're they're always around. Yeah. It seems like. Well, uh, and they're always on call because they're like to the Lord. You know, they're like, they're like demonic firefighters. They kind of are. They don't, I don't know if they have a fun pole they slide down. <laughs> um, and you know what? My brother's a firefighter. I don't know if he's ever slid down a pole. No, I think that was just an old school way of doing things. Well, I mean, it kind of delegitimizes. Now they like have better ways of doing things. They're like, this is not great. Oh yeah. They fall like, off the pole. Fall off the pole. <laughs> yeah. They, they put on a pair of Heelys and they Heely down a cool slide and then they're in the fire truck. Mm. 
But he, uh, Aria was contacted by some other higher-ups in the church. And please forgive me for not knowing all the proper, like, hierarchy terminology. I don't know much about the, the Catholic Church. But this priest told Ario, this man, has this man has been possessed for a long time. He comes to me once a week, and your presence as a bishop may have an influence on him, end quote. So just basically bringing him in, he thinks might help. Because I guess this guy, yeah, had been going to this higher up for weeks at a time and was like, well, let's bring in another bishop, I guess. Yeah. To help, I don't know, kick this. The more the merrier. The more the merrier. <laughs> we'll have tea. We'll have uh, we'll have cured meats ready for you, Ario. So Castellucci said that he uh, understood the urgency of the case when he saw how the affected person reacted the moment they walked into... I'm not sure if they were performing the exorcism just in a church or in a special room or something or in a building. I don't know. But when the guy walked in, uh, there was a middle-aged man who was the one who was being possessed. And he had barely entered the room in which Ario was in already. And he started screaming at Ario, get out, get out of here, or you will have a bad death. Now, I'm sure that mm. sounds cooler in Italian, but I guess directly translated, like, you're not going to die. You're going to die bad. You're going to have a real bad one. What if he messed up his um, his Latin because he's like a demon? Like the demon messed up his Latin and called him a jelly donut. Listen here, you like, jelly donut. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have a real jelly donut of a day, okay? Wouldn't that be so funny? I wonder if the demon itself would just resend itself back to heck if it messed up or if it like said something silly accidentally. He has to report to the other demonic creatures down in heck and be like, yeah, it was going really good. I possessed him for like five plus years and then I accidentally <laughs> screwed up my Latin and I called a bunch of priests a jelly donut. I'm just more embarrassed. So I said in Latin, you know what? That was on me. I'll hit the road, but watch your butts. I'll be back. What? Hold on to your butt. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> I think that would be very funny, just a demon getting embarrassed in general. He shows up and like all the other demons have jelly donuts just to mock him. And they're like, you go, we heard you called him a jelly donut. Hey, heard you wanted a snack. We got you jelly donuts. Oh, They oops. throw it at him. Oh, yeah. They're full of blood. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> that's a hecked jelly donut. Hecked. A hecked jelly donut. <laughs> Are these jelly donuts hecked or not? If you eat a jelly donut and it has blood inside, you've got a hecked one. Yeah. Oopsie. Oops. Looks like a demon pulled a prank on you. You've been um, demoed. You've been demoed. So this guy screamed, you'll have a bad death. Maybe he called him a jelly donut. We don't really know for sure. And then I guess this guy fell into a trance. Oh, and then so he was he was in the trance and then they were, I guess, working on him, trying to exercise the the demon that was in this guy's body. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, this guy grabbed with both of his hands, Ario's hands. So his so um, his fingers were on the backs of his hands, not the palms, right. but the other part. <laughs> You're like hand hand. Let's think anatomy here. Not the fronts of it, but the backs of it. You know, the technical term backs of hand. The back of hand. Not the palm, the other part. Look at your palm in front of your face. And, and then, then turn find the other part. Yeah. Turn your hand around 180, that part. Not your fingers, <laughs> but the the big the big part. Yeah. So with both of his hands, he grabbed onto Ario's hands and this is where it legitimized exorcisms for Ario because this seemingly, I don't know, simple human being, a polite guy who just started screaming all of a sudden, dug his fingernails into Ario's hands yeah. and drew blood, just dug him in there. His which fingernails is, must have been a little fierce then. I guess so. Yeah. 
probably. Mm. But I mean, like, sure, if if you take away all the Hollywooded sort of or Holly weirded sort of exorcism stuff. Right. And like Linda Blair's head spinning around. Great. So compared to Hollywood, someone digging their hands and their fingernails in your hands is seemingly right. mundane. But in real life of a priest to to have someone dig their fingernails into your hand to where they puncture your skin and they're drawing blood. That's that's wild. That's absolutely wild. He didn't like him. He didn't like him at all. And then uh, Ario was quoted as saying that this guy had a really diabolical look on his face and was repeating or reciting curses, not curse words, but actual like hexes yeah. at Ario, like specifically directed at Ario and all this like really terrible stuff that he said that he really would, he'd like to not repeat because it's uh, unforgivable stuff, like really, really nasty yeah. stuff. But what's what's funny is that Ario said that curses actually don't work, so you're you're fine, which okay. is nice. He was like, "Hey, you can say all the curses you want because they don't actually work." And I thought that was really cool, just to have a priest or some uh, bishop or whatever whatever Ario's title is. So say, he doesn't believe in witches. I guess not. Maybe witches don't really fall into the realm of like typical or like. Uh, standard catholic beliefs or something i'm yeah. not sure i don't really know but ario said that they actually finished exercising this guy and he was fine but he said that after this experience because it was so rewarding he would 10 out of 10 would exercise people again 10 out of 10 so that's my quick little exorcism story Creepy. and i thought it was yeah i mean that's wild and like specifically just to have someone walk into a church is perfectly fine and then to see ario and then just start screaming and yelling that's yeah. nutty and call him a jelly donut that's wild well my mom's uncle jim who had recently passed poor jim poor jim r.i.p he was a pastor and a priest and he performed exorcisms and he never would talk about him that's right i mean he did like more than one and never told anyone about him so yeah. obviously they were weird enough that he didn't want to share. That's really that's really strange. Yeah, because you think if you dealt with something like that, that you'd be like, I need to tell someone about this. Oh, yeah. I mean, even his wife or anything like that. It's just he didn't want to tell anyone about anything. Now, one thing that I really admired about Ario is that he did say an, an exorcism needs to be your last case scenario. Go to a medical professional first. Yeah. Because it very well just could be a mental disorder or something. Right. Which was there there was that whole case of that woman who was exercised, but then they thought it might have just been something mental that was happening, but she ended up passing away, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh but that was one thing that for me legitimized Ario in general. Because he said it probably it, it probably isn't demons right away. Go to a doctor first. Well, very weird, very odd. Yeah, exorcisms, it's like, it's one of those things that you really just have to like, you have to take someone's word for. Yeah. I mean, because there's no way of really proving that that's real or not. Yeah. I mean, it's all, I well, like a lot of things, it's all based on your faith in one thing or another. Yeah. How much you believe in it. Like, I think you and I believe in ghosts, but it's difficult. It's, it's not a tangible thing, right? So it's all based right. on choosing to believe in something right exactly okay very cool well i think that's the end of our show oh yeah yeah i think so okay. let me check yep it's the end of our show oh you googled it i googled it <laughs> what'd you google hold on let me see alexa i don't think she can hear us from in here no well and she i don't think she particularly likes us either that's fine <laughs> that's fine <laughs> well we would like to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for writing the music that you've heard on our show at the beginning, middle, and the end of it. You can find Eli on social media at Eli Who Does Music. 
We'd also like to give a thank you to everyone at Viddy Space for hosting our podcast and the Scavengers Network for being a wonderful group of people that also host our podcast and is just a great community of people to have around. I agree. Everyone in that group is so supportive and we're very lucky to be a part of both of those networks. So thank you very much. We would also like to thank each and every one of you, not just the Barbaras and the Peanuts, but every single one of you for subscribing to our show, rating our show, reviewing our show, helping us spread the word. We, we now have a quick little uh, sampler video on our Instagram and our Twitter, which I'm going to be making into a YouTube video sometime soon, so it's easier to share. So if you want to spread the word, it's a little bit easier for you to spread the word. Yeah, and if you'd like to hear more spooky stuff or see more videos or... Anything fun, um, help support us by purchasing one of our candles that we'll shortly be posting all over the place. The money will go to the podcast and bringing you spooky things so you can be spooky and we can be spooky and (laughs) everyone can be spooky. Yes, we have a few places in mind that we'd like to go that are relatively close and I'm very excited about them. So buy a candle if you'd like. I was going to say keep spooky alive, but then it would be scarier to say keep spooky dead. Okay. (laughs) So there, everyone. Well, hey, until next Monday, we hope each and every one of you have a week that smells like bergamot and vanilla because you bought one of our spooky spouse's candles. Or two. I don't know. Or two or 15. I don't know. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) And have a wonderful week. Wonderful. (laughs) Hey. Molly's over it. It's her birthday. She's allowed to bark a little bit. She's allowed to bark a little bit. Well, everyone, before... She's actually just leaving the room and barking now. Have an excellent week, and we will see you all next Monday. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> right now... Lindsay and I are ignoring Molly, and she's walking back and forth to each of us, resting her head on our laps, trying to get us to pet her. So we're just waiting a minute until she leaves or lays down. I kind of feel like it's when you're trying to avoid a ghost. Oh, yeah. Like you're just like, just stay really still and just don't say anything. (laughs) Okay, she laid down. Okay, welcome back. And she's smelling her feet. (laughs)